0: The views expressed in this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of 94.9 CHRW.
1: It is over. Admiral Henry has called an end to any more hearings on this matter. That's good. After yesterday, people will not be so ready to trust her. Maybe.
2: or someone like her will always be with us waiting for the right climate in which to flourish spreading fear in the name of righteousness vigilance Mr. Wolfe that is the price we have to continually pay
3: It's Thursday, April 7th, 2008. I'm Bob Metz, and this is Just Right on CHRW 94.9 FM, where we will be with you from now until noon. No, no, not right wing. Just right.
2: Fade into color, color it to black and white. Under the bedclothes, everything will be.
3: And welcome to the show today on this wonderful spring Thursday morning, the first real day I could really call spring. 519-661-3600 is a number you can call if you want to join in on the conversation today. You can email us at justrightchrw at gmail.com, or you can listen to the show through the Internet either on chrwradio.com or, of course, on triplewjustrightmedia.org where you can get all your Just Right needs met, including a complete... Archive of all of our past shows and the current shows. Today on today on today's show, question authority before authority questions you. I have on this show many times in the past expressed my utter disgust and condemnation of Canada's so-called human rights commissions. Now last night I attended a packed house meeting sponsored by the Forest City Institute, where about a hundred people showed up and paid their money at the door to hear broadcaster, columnist, and very opinionated Michael Corrin speak on the issue of freedom of speech and human rights commissions. And with him at that event also appeared Mark Fournier and Connie Fournier, co-owners of the website Free Dominion, a conservative discussion website which has found itself subject to a Canadian human rights complaint. A hate site or a voice of principled conservatism? Let's find out straight from the horse's mouth, and I'm pleased to have joined me in the studio today, Mark and Connie Fournier, who I believe have a story to tell that will make you sit up and listen. Good morning, Connie. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Because I know the two of you could probably spend hours and hours on any of the areas we're going to be talking about today, here's what I wanted to do for today's show is let the listeners in. You can call in any time about any parts of this, of course. But first, we want to spend the first bit on your personal experience and story that you'll be telling us, as you told it last night at the meeting. And, of course, then later in the show, we'll get into some of the uh, particulars of the Human Rights Act and maybe the broader issue of freedom of speech. We'll get to the bigger picture, if you will, as we carry on in the show. But uh, So we'll go from specifics to the big, bigger picture. I ma- imagine it must have felt pretty good to uh, see that crowd last night, eh?
0: yeah we were really surprised that that many people showed up and encouraged too
4: Yes, it's like nice it was good to see that a city like London has that much interest in in politics in general but specifically in their freedom and liberty
3: uh, well, tell us first about Free Dominion, the website that you're that you've been operating its purpose and its history, and then maybe we can get into what happened to you and your your experience with the Canadian Human Rights Commission
0: well. Free Dominion was started uh, back in 2001, in January. Um, We actually, Mark and I, were both members of a website called Free Republic at the time, which is an American website. You
3: guys are real right-wingers, eh?
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> we we were watching what they were doing on the internet in the U.S. and really encouraged to see that they had a network of conservatives who were getting together online and organizing real world activist activities. Um, when the election in the U.S. was hung up in Florida, they were online designing posters and and sending people out to to do. Um, protests in strategic places and, and stuff like that. And, and it was really effective, and, and uh, we were looking at that and thinking that's something that we need in, in Canada because there are conservatives all over the country that just aren't able to network and, and get together and organize. And so that was our inspiration, and, and we started with just a, a core group of Canadian Now,
3: when you say networking, do you mean for some ultimate uh, hidden agenda purpose, or are you talking about networking just for the purpose of discussion and free interchange of ideas, is it or is it a both?
2: Or?
0: Well, we're pretty open about the fact that we promote principled conservatism, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that uh, that we're there to just support the conservative party or a, a large C conservative um, sort of motive. Uh, what we do is uh, we help people to, to get together and talk to each other and, and we've organized rallies and letter writing campaigns and, and that kind of thing on, on issues that are of interest to people. But Mark and I don't really direct things. It's it's more providing a place for people to, to come and, and organize their own things.
3: Oh, so people sort of come to your home, as it were, and Rent out their little corner of it and do their own thing. Is that what they do
4: there? Yes, and and two, this is a moderated website, though, is it not? To some degree uh, or, or not? There's some distinctions there. Uh, yes, if somebody comes on and and uh, say puts up a bunch of pornography pictures, uh, th- there is the capacity there to delete them. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, we we've, we've tried to avoid uh, deleting any political commentary, even if somebody came up and. It came onto free Dominion and posted something that we strongly disagree with, or we think is quite vile. We wouldn't necessarily remove it right away because very often it's good to leave it up so that our other members can go in and refute it, and and present the counter arguments to to this. So mm-hmm. we we've generally tried to avoid deleting when possible. Probably the two two of the most important things we learned from free republic that we've applied to free dominion is number 1 to keep the site focused we are we do promote a uh, the, a philosophy of principled conservatism and if somebody wants to come in and start uh, posting lots of things about say flying saucers i mean we well, we, yeah. we have to keep it focused the the other lesson we learned was maintaining a level an acceptable level of discourse in the forum itself. Mm-hmm. We have a, a theory.
3: No, no you See, if I was, if someone was telling me that they set up a website uh, about conservatism, I would almost think I'd only be getting one line of thinking on that site. And yet, I know, from having seen stuff on your site, you get a complete divergence of opinion, and yet it's all under. That conservative umbrella, so to speak. Wh- what is actually? Where does where does the line between what is conservative discussion become liberal discussion and socialist discussion? But of course, you allow socialist discussion in some degree. Yes. Uh, so, how does the this, this site identify itself as being conservative? Well, for example, as a part, is there, are there any liberal discussions? Oh, 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 yes, oh, yeah. A-
4: and uh, we have some liberal. We have one liberal in particular. Uh, it goes by the screen name R Web. This guy's a declared liberal, and he's probably the, the paragon of a liberal. Well, he posts to your site. Yes, and he's been with us for seven years. Now, and, what I was asking, though, I was just wondering, is there a site like Free Dominion that's for liberals, or is uh, there any such thing, do they, they, do they even talk about ideas? <laughs> th- th- this, this is a very important point. Uh-huh. We, there cannot be a counterpart of Free Dominion on the left, coming out of the left. They've tried many of them, but they invariably devolve to a flame war site where people don't want to don't want to go don't want to bother to go the reason for this is conservatives in their belief system they can back it up they can back it up with logic and reason if you if i get in a debate with somebody i can evoke such th- invoke such arguments as freedom of speech the magna carta uh, the right to vote that mm-hmm. that is the the history of my of my belief system liberals history in their belief system whether they like it or not is Karl Marx and uh, liberals need to conceal the history of their belief system and generally they have to conceal what they're trying to do paint it as something other than what it really is that that's toxic to them that makes the that makes the interactive environment of say talk radio or uh, in, in a public internet discussion, a very toxic environment to uh, to leftists, but but conservatives can thrive in it.
3: Well, I guess if we want to see liberal discussion, we'll have to count on the CBC for now. <laughs> Is that about it? <laughs> well, that's a bit about your site now. I know there's a lot of disagreement on the site. There's a lot of stuff I know I've seen that I that I agree with wholeheartedly, and some that I disagree with. But we're not here to talk about those disagreements per se. We're talking more, I think, today about the right. To have those disagreements, and it seems most of the political debate is occurring on the right uh, to begin with. Now, because you have these debates and these differences of opinion on your site, I guess you ran into a little problem with the Human Rights Commission. Who wants to start that story off? Connie? Yeah, okay. okay. Well,
0: <laughs> last summer, we, uh, I guess it was uh um, July, mm-hmm. we were, or the end of June, we we were served with a human rights complaint, and uh, we were quite surprised by that actually, because um, we've we've always been very open to lots of discussion on our site, but I, I would never, under any circumstances, categorize it as a, a hate site. You know, people have have always refuted anything that that came close to the line, and and. You know, it's it's never been like that, and but anyway, we got the complaint. Uh, one of our members the year before had created a a flyer, and uh, and the flyer was about radical Islam. Um, it was a rather graphic flyer. There was a picture on it of a, a schoolgirl in Indonesia who had been decapitated on her way to school. Um, This flyer didn't reside on our site. It was on another server, and he put a link to it on the thread, and he said, this is the flyer that I handed out in Saskatchewan, and if you want to see the flyer, click on this link, but warning, it's very graphic. Um, This resulted in a human rights complaint against us. Even though the flyer wasn't on our site, we didn't design it, we didn't promote it, No, but it was there. Against
3: you personally? or against, uh, against h- that done against us personally yes. yes so so how did you how were you served some police officer came to the door or you got an email or you got a registered letter how do they actually registered do, letter registered it was letter?
0: it this was a very yes. interesting thing too we we got this letter from from the Canadian Human Rights Commission and it basically said um, you have until uh, the 18th of the month to provide an answer to the questions that we've asked you about this and and to um, propose some sort of resolution or um, to to this problem and, and we're just totally shocked because this was the first contact that we had had with the CHRC at all we had never received a copy of the complaint and uh, Incidentally, we, we got the the letter on the 18th of the month, and that was the, the due date. Yeah, and, well, and it was at 8 o'clock fast. at night when right. it, yeah. When yeah. it yes. hit our hands. Our,
4: our first <laughs> notification w- we received, it was after close of business on uh, July 18th. And uh, the notification told us we have until the, the close of business on the 18th to supply her an answer.
0: We thought it was a hoax. Yeah,
4: we thought it was a hoax. So
3: you you did nothing at the f- on the fr- at first notice or just oh yeah ignored it oh you did <laughs> well, <laughs> making sure it's not a hoax eh? <laughs>
0: we we called them um, and of course we had to wait until the next day to to call the human rights commission to find out if this was real and uh, they. I guess had our file in front of them and and talked to us at the time and said yes this is this is real and this is the name of the person that's filed the complaint against you and and uh, so we hung up the phone and put our heads together and decided okay the way we're going to fight this is very very publicly and so the first thing we did before we even had the paperwork in our hands and and the actual complaint is is put up a thread and say this this is what's happening and and this is the person who's complaining and. Um, and we're going to fight it. And uh, But then we had to wait for the complaint to come, and they, they had to fax it to our lawyer. And, yeah, uh, they
4: wouldn't give it to us. They wouldn't no. give the complaint to us, the, the people, the respondents. They It had to go to our lawyer in Alberta. You're kidding. They never provided an See, ex- that's a little different from my
3: experience, because I had an experience before the Ontario Human Rights Commission. You're talking about the Canadian Human Rights right. Commission. Now... My understanding is that that complaint, like the one against McLean's and a couple others that were notorious, have been dropped now. Is that right?
0: Well, the interesting thing about that is um, we got paperwork saying that it was dropped, and when we looked at it, we found that it had. She had the complainant had actually asked for it to be dropped the day that they sent us that letter, um, saying that uh, that we um, hadn't responded to them yet.
4: Yes, there's three important dates to remember from last summer. It's July 16th, July 17th, and July 18th.
3: All in a row. Yes, July
4: 18th was the cutoff day. We we were ordered that we had to provide some kind of statement as to how we were going to react by close of business on the 18th. That was the same day that we received, got first notification of this. It turns out that that notification was sent overnight to us to make sure we got it on the 18th, the previous day, the 17th of July, correct? Yeah. It turns out on that same day, the 17th of July, the original complaint that went into the CHRC and said, I don't want to proceed with this. I want to drop it. Okay. But they hurried up and ran down to a mailbox and special delivered that to us so that the process would continue anyhow, even though they had just been notified that the complainant wanted to drop it. They proceeded anyhow. So is the complaint not dropped then? You're still in the middle of that? or No, it, okay. w- it only lasted a month or so.
0: Yeah, but when we talked to the CHRC the first time and they were sitting there looking at our file, they knew that she had already asked for it to be dropped and they didn't tell it, us until yeah. we had gone through all of the you know getting a lawyer and and preparing to now, fight who, this who
3: is this she somebody who had it out for you somebody who was a regular contributor to the site and didn't like what they were seeing or it's a mystery no
0: no she just anybody a, she apparently stumbled on the site um she I think was living in Saskatchewan at the time that the flyers were distributed but by the time we got the complaint she, she had moved and she was teaching in Quebec um, yeah so she she was not uh, a regular contributor at all we don't even know how she found the site but the interesting thing is that she she was making the complaint because she felt that the flyer was offensive to Islam and she herself wasn't Muslim
3: and the flyer wasn't even on your site. No, no. no it was. Which is wasn't. kind of frightening because anybody can put a link to anything, and and how can you be responsible for that? What what what's the thinking behind that? Where you,
4: where does that authority come from? You can't you can't be responsible for it. Of course I, not. And, and and I don't. I mean, but, but yet they're trying to make us responsible mm-hmm. for it. And I don't think that that's by accident.
3: Now is that is that
4: all the thing about Section 13? Is that
3: where that comes into play with that particular issue? Yes, uh, is that where that authority comes from? Because I've well, got a copy is where of that the authority here. Authority comes. Well, from. well, let's get to that. We're going to take a quick break right now, just for about a minute or two, and then we'll get back to that. And I've got a copy of Section 13 of the uh, Canadian Human Rights uh, Commission thing. Thing. I'm a jiggy there. <laughs> Great. That we'll read when we come back. We'll be right back after this. Yeah, despite all these attempts to melt everyone into the pot, you know they still have a lot of race problems down there. Like, after 9-11, a Sikh man in the States was attacked, mistaken for a Muslim. Because of our mosaic, that wouldn't happen here. Our white supremacists know the difference. (laughs) (laughs) Our racists are smarter.
4: I was in Quebec there, I tell you, you know, and I'm walking into the bar and I'm kind of bedraggled, it's, it's, I'm tired, and right. so some guy comes up to me, this French guy, and he comes up to me and he tells me I'm fatty gay, you know, and I'm like, whether or not I'm an overweight homosexual is my own damn business, I think, you know, and I'm not going to cow out of this guy, you know, but I'm trying to keep it, again. but that's, uh, that's not a gay joke, by the way, you don't make gay jokes anymore, you don't make jokes about anybody's sexual orientation
1: or their religion or their race, because it's a very politically correct... Like, I could go up and make, make jokes
4: about rock Cornish hens or something, and, like, <laughs> tomorrow, Cornish people will be phoning me, you know, <laughs> and they'll be going, stop making fun of our poultry, you bastard. Our lawyers are coming over there right now, and
3: that's the way the world is, you know, and, and I, Yeah, that's the way the world is, isn't it? Uh, listen, we, we, this is, you're listening to Just Right on CHRW 94.9 FM. We're having a little chuckle here over that one. Uh we've got a caller on the line that I think we'll get through first before we go on to section thirteen. We've got a caller there? yes Sarah? Yeah. Hello. Uh yeah, I just
1: had a question for Connie and Mark. I know sure. that obviously I just signed up for Free Dominion about five minutes ago actually. Um I'm Excellent. just wondering, are are all bloggers at risk to have human rights complaints uh, violated against them if they happen to be conservative?
0: I think I think uh yes, definitely they are, and especially if uh they allow comments on their blogs. Um that's the, the main um, thing that we're fighting here, that um, when you write something yourself, then you should obviously be responsible for your own words, but when you open it up and you allow other people to post there, then, then that's when the risk comes in. And, and I, I think that it could have a chilling effect on, on the whole Canadian blogosphere if uh, something isn't done to, to protect people who operate forums and blogs with comments.
4: Yeah, this is a good, uh, an excellent question. Uh, one of the things that needs to be understood from what we were speaking about just before the break was uh, in the case of Free Dominion, where we were charged by the Canadian Rights, Human Rights Commission, it was for a link that are, appeared on our site, not actual content. Now, oddly, the person who made the original contact, content was not charged. He placed it on another website, and he was not charged. He put it on Free Dominion, and he was not charged. We were. Hmm. That means that it was targeted. It, they, they were, it wasn't the underlying offense that, that was really the problem, or, or, is, or that is really the issue. It was who they targeted to charge for. it.
3: Are you a caller? Are you a blogger caller? Uh, yes, I am. I, I wondered, uh, is this something that concerns you? You you generally speak from the right side, let us say?
1: Well, I do, and I, and I'll, and oftentimes I might link to other blogs, and I once you have an RSS feed in there, I can't be held aco- accountable for what is imported to my blog.
4: The CHRC would like it very much if you were made accountable of that. That's the whole the whole thrust of this is to put a a chill if. If people know that they can be charged by human rights for something that somebody links to their site that they did not write, they have no control over the content at the other end of their link, people will behave rationally, and they will not put themselves in a position where they can be charged like that. So they will just simply shut down their blogs to protect themselves. So
1: they're picking and choosing what they investigate.
4: They are at this point. They're, they're certainly very much targeting, as the example I just gave, of how the original author and publication were charged, but we were. It, uh, it, it's a, it shows a very clear agenda, but the ultimate uh, goal is to make Canadians too afraid to host a blog because they could be held responsible for the words of another.
2: Okay, well thank you very much.
4: Thanks for calling.
3: And, you know, speaking of Section 13, here I have a copy of it in front of me which may address a little bit of what the caller was talking about. And I'm just going to quote it here. It says, it is a discriminatory practice. This, this by the way, is from the Canadian Human Rights Act, Section 13.1. It is a discriminatory practice for a person or a group of persons acting in concert to communicate telephonically or to cause to be so communicated repeatedly in whole or in part by means of the facilities of a telecommunication undertaking within the legislative authority of parliament any matter that is likely to expose a person or persons to hatred or contempt by reason of the fact that 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 person or those persons are identifiable on the basis of a prohibited ground of discrimination." I remember last night you brought up an interesting point about this section, Connie. You said something about it. Um, where was it? It just had to be likely to expose. Likely you to just expose. Get into that a little bit because.
0: Yeah, you, you get into the whole um, issue of pre-crimes when when you're talking about saying it's likely to expose someone. Um, the the problem with the the Human Rights Act and and particularly section 13 is that you're talking about um, bringing this whole process down on somebody because somebody's feelings were hurt. But the the problem with the way it's worded is it's even worse than that because is it they're saying if somebody's feelings could possibly be hurt in the future, and that is probably the reason that um, the CHRC. Uh, under Section 13 has a 100% conviction rate for anybody who goes to tribunal.
4: Yes, that, that section well, is bizarre in so many ways. If you read it literally, what it's telling you, just take the very, I think it's the very last word of it. Yeah, here, I got that, a copy uh, right, right
3: there.
4: To expose somebody to contempt, a group or an indiv- individual to contempt, how is contempt attained? A contempt is attained in the same way respect is, is attained. It's, it's by your actions. You, you can't demand respect of somebody. Mm-hmm. You have to earn respect. You also have to earn contempt by, by engaging in contemptible ha- behaviors. What they are saying here is, if they're really outlawing contemptible behavior. And, and, if you, and if you mention that somebody's engaged in contemptible behavior, you're the villain, not them for being, behaving contemptibly. That's even just on the surface it's irrational. But it gets even worse with the projection that maybe someday somebody will be held up to contempt, not by their own actions, but by somebody else's words. It's intentionally mealy-mouthed, vague legislation that's slippery, and cannot be proven or disproven. If you robbed a bank either you did it or you didn't. But yeah. it, to that maybe you might offend somebody in the future is or impossible. or not like not likely to rob a bank in the yeah, future. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it's intentionally worded that way because it's designed to control speech that is legal. Now you you made a that's interesting.
3: You last night the the uh the theme kept coming up that uh, the CHRC is, for, is directed at people who are basically not breaking the law, and that's why we have a CHRC. Not, not basically, exclusively. 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 <laughs> well, is that, can you expand on that a little bit, or are there other examples?
4: If the very fact that a human rights complaint has been filed against somebody demonstrates that the, the person it has been filed against has broken no law, if they had broken a law, they'd be standing in front of a criminal or a civil court. Gotcha. So, it, Canadian Human Rights Act was designed to punish people who haven't broken the law. By definition, you haven't broken a law if you're in front of these people. We do not need any organization, government-run organization, with the power of the state to put the full crushing weight on the state of on a citizen who has broken no law.
3: Now, taken in into context with Section 13 there, where they're just talking about is likely to, made, may possibly, that kind of talk. If there's no real, quote, victim, end quote, who's making the decisions? Who calls these shots? Who decides, and, and who has that horrible power? I, I, you know, it's it's stunning to learn, as we learned last night, that 48% of Section 13 violations are filed by one person. I mean, this is this becomes an industry for some people, doesn't it?
0: Well, that's the problem, and and what happens is when somebody files a complaint with the CHRC, it's assigned to an investigator, and that person has the power to recommend um, that it be taken to a tribunal or not taken to a tribunal, and there are no real concrete um, rules that they use to make that decision. So it's it's very. Um, fuzzy and, and... Subjective. Subjective, yes. So, that's that's the problem there, and, and the fact that one person can launch half of the, the complaints under Section 13, there's something very wrong there, too, um, because it, it should be the, a very open process. And
3: Now, this person has become a little notorious on his own right. I've seen his name mentioned in the National Post. Richard Warman has... Uh, Put all these claims forth and uh, has subjected a lot of people to a lot of pain. Um, how do you stop the the Richard Warmans of the world who obviously don't have a personal interest in any of this? But okay. and oh, by the way, he's a former CHRC employee. has all the connections. All his friends are in there. It sounds like a bunch of bullies just getting together and using the law to pick on the kids in the schoolyard. Is that about what it, we're looking at here?
4: It's, it it does appear that way. Although it is more dangerous and serious than that. of course. Uh, uh, How do we stop them? I think two ways. Number one, we do what we're doing right here in this radio station. We get the word out Mm -hmm. to the public what's been going on. The general public, maybe less so today, but generally think, oh, human rights commissions, they have to be good by definition. It's uh, very Orwellian that they do the exact opposite, and what they do is they they stomp on individual rights. the other the the light of day is the best disinfectant and so as people throughout the media throughout the country and our political offices are now begin becoming aware of what's going on you know you know i love that
3: theme i i use it a lot myself enlightenment light of day but you know i think I'm speculating here, this might be a larger subject, but I almost feel like I'm living in the age of endarkenment, not just on this issue, but on a number of issues. Global warming is a classic example, because they're literally Indeed. telling us to sit in the dark, okay? Indeed. so. Is, is there a responsive public out there, or is everybody into this uh, let's close our eyes and shut the world out and sit in the dark kind of attitude on issues like it's this? Because, Because, you know, you think it's improving?
0: On the Internet, yeah. it definitely is. I, the, the blogosphere is on fire with this issue because people understand that they're at risk especially if they're allowing people to post on their sites they, they see what's happening to some people and thinking wow this this could happen to me look at and our,
4: our, our caller earlier mm-hmm. and at
3: at exactly. exactly and I gotta admit like look at the crowd that showed up at the library last night uh, lots the, of young people yeah, there it was yes. very that encouraging. was uh, that was encouraging as well and um, you know uh, having Michael Corran there now I've been on Michael Corin's show a few times and Michael and I argue about a lot of things and we agree on a lot of things. Uh, I've always found him, even though when, he, when I think he's outrageous, to be an open, honest kind of person that you know you can talk to, and you're getting the real person. Yes, there, you know what I mean. And and he was like that last night. And he's not a person who's afraid uh, to fight for freedom of speech, even for people who disagree with him. And I think a lot of people don't realize that about him, because he may come out really strong on some issues, as though <laughs> you know he wasn't going to tolerate that. I've always found, and uh, just to segue into the next part of the show here, that finding people who are willing to fight for freedom of speech, um, on principle especially, not just, you know, I'm in favor of it if if I agree with you, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not an easy thing to do. And again, I think that's why we've got Michael Correns, and that's uh, why m- I myself get recruited for the task from time to time. As I did on this following uh, live TV broadcast, we're just going to play a couple minutes of, uh, this originally was broadcast, by the way, in November 2000 on the Ronda London Show on CTS uh, Television Network in in the uh, Toronto market, which I appear on fairly regularly. And we were talking about free speech online and hate sites and things like that, and uh this is how that conversation went.
2: Studio by Robert Metz, who is the president and founding member of the Freedom Party of Ontario, mm-hmm. and you are totally against censorship of any kind.
3: Uh, basically, that's the bottom line, yes. I believe in freedom of speech as, as a necessary element of living in a free society because the thing that separates a free society from an unfree society is the fact that in a free society we have the right to disagree with one another. And that's a, it's a precious right. We can't even, we shouldn't be talking about even infringing upon it, not for a second. Um, issues of violence, you know, if you live in a free society, another rule is that you cannot initiate force against your fellow man or your fellow neighbor. And that to me is, is a strong enough principle on which to base a free society. As Soon as you start getting into censorship, you have to break both of those principles. Let's remember that the state that did all those things to the Jews in World War II was a state that believed in censorship, that believed in community standards, that believed in, in, you know, in doing the very things that we should be avoiding today. If you don't give the state that power, then all the racists and hate mongers in the world will never have any power.
2: Do you think then it's a slippery slope that if, if I start denying, let's say, free speech to a neo-Nazi or white supremacist group, sure. Well, what's then going it's to the be conservative
3: next? who's going to be on the hate list next. And I'll tell you, you know, uh, Canadian Alliance people are being labeled hate mongers constantly. And mm-hmm. what are they actually saying? You get labeled a hate monger in this country if you suggest that people of different races should all be treated equally before and under the law. Because some people believe certain racial groups should have special status, which to me is racism. So am I not allowed to express that disagreement because in a society that's being projected by people who want to do away with things, Mm -hmm. I won't be allowed to say a lot of those things.
2: Robert, do you think, because Canada prides itself on being a tolerant nation, do you think in the name of tolerance we are actually becoming the exact opposite, that we're becoming intolerant? Because tolerance has come to mean that we all have to agree, where in reality it should mean that we're free to disagree.
3: I agree. And and, and, and that's exactly true what you're saying. It's come to mean in Canada that you have free speech as long as you agree with the majority. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you have a strong opinion that's different from the majority, um, all of a sudden you shouldn't have freedom of speech. Well, freedom of speech is there to protect particularly the people who have the most vile opinions to express, who have uh, the least popular point of view. And I think you'll find, too, that in every jurisdiction where disgusting and unpopular views are suppressed, they tend to rise quicker, which, by the way, is exactly what happened in Germany before the war. Uh, The Nazi opinion was being suppressed by the previous regime until it, you know, when people see something suppressed, they think there's something attractive there. Whereas if no one's paying attention to it and it's just run-of-the-mill, like, I can't see any value in a hate site. I've tried to look at some of them, and there's just nothing there that, that would interest me.
2: Well, it, is, it excites the sin principle. It's if I tell you not to touch that glass yeah. of water, mm-hmm. the first thing you're going to want to do is yeah, Touch is that to, glass
3: of water. <laughs> exactly.
2: That's human nature. Let's go to Jeff on line 5. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I could use a glass of water about now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, 519-661-3600, the number to call if you want to join in on the conversation. I'm here in studio with Mark and Connie Fournier, who are have had a little trouble before the Human Rights Commission with regard to their website, uh, Free Dominion, which is not, no, no longer .ca, is it, or is it
0: It's .com.pa now. .com. .ca will still get you
3: there. It'll still get you there. I uh, got an interesting letter here that I just—I don't know if you've seen this letter or not. It was in the National Post. Uh, what's the date on it here? March 26. Written by Ron Gray, national leader, Christian Heritage Party. And I'm just—I just highlighted a couple sections of it, but I thought this was interesting and may serve as a starting point for this point of the conversation. Uh, quote: This is Ron Gray speaking. As someone who is currently charged before the human or before the Canadian Human Rights Commission, I'm not comfortable in the company of Mark Lemire, Ernst Zundel, and Malcolm Ross, but I am comfortable in the company of Ezra Levant, Mark Stein, Brian Rushfelt, and Connie Fournier, uh, which is you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The term hate crimes doesn't belong in the Human Rights Act or the Criminal Code. Such terminology creates a new category of thought crimes reminiscent of Orwell's 1984. Only actions or incitement to action should be criminal. The best answer to those who foment hate is a rational dialogue to examine their statements, End quote. Now, I found that interesting. Now, just coming out of that clip, you know, where I sort of predicted conservatives are next, you know, on the hit list of, uh, of the free speech enemies. Is it important to make these distinctions between Mark Lemire, Ernst Dundell, Malcolm Ross, Ezra Levant, Mark Stein, all the rest of them, and yourselves? Is that an important distinction, Uh, do you think? No.
0: I think it's important for society. I think society has always had um, standards and, and policed ourselves, and... Um, like Ron Gray said, he, he has a list of people that he's comfortable with and a list of people that he's not comfortable with. And, and as individuals, we we have the right and the responsibility to do that. The problem comes in when the government starts to decide who is uh, um, good enough to associate with people and, and who isn't and who should be punished for their ideas. And uh, and I think that that's that's a, a really key issue there.
4: Yes, the uh, the grouping of everybody together, say, Ezra Levant has had a human rights commission complaint against him, mm-hmm. and but to try to group him in with some extremist white supremacist sites, say, sure. is an exercise in, in absurdity. But but. For political purposes, for one side of the equation, there's great advantage to trying to paint everybody who has a human rights complaint against them as an active Gestapo suit-wearing Nazi. Mm-hmm. It's great politics, but it doesn't reflect reality.
0: That's exactly what they're trying to do, too. i um a lot of people went to uh, Mark Lemire's tribunal hearing on March the 25th um, because there was some stuff that was coming out about the CHRC that was really important. Um, there were journalists there. Mark Stein appeared himself to, to take notes and to write about it. And uh, Warren Kinsella offered a reward for anybody who could get a picture of Mark Stein shaking hands with Mark Lemire. And because it's all part of the the, the smear smear campaign um, that they're trying to say: if you support free speech for everyone, then basically you're a you're a, Nazi a closet love. Nazi. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Although Mark Lemire isn't even a Nazi, anyway. no, he's he's part of the, the he's been smeared by the same people. Another thing with the uh, with Mr. Gray though that's very important mm-hmm. that that represents with Ron Gray, the Ron, uh, uh, leader Gray, of yes. the Christian Heritage right. Party. Yes. That represents a very major leap in the scope and the power of what the this the operation I'm not even made. familiar
3: with his, with just, his case.
4: just the fact that he is the leader of a federal party. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you agree with his politics, whether it's a small party that it is, or a very large party, here's a government organ- organization whose purpose is to punish people who haven't broken the law And they are trying to influence the politics and speech of a leader of a federal party. That is a huge step in in, an extension of reach of this organization. They're not just now dealing with websites they don't like. They say that they have the authority to control the words of our federal members of parliament.
3: Now, Am I to assume then, like, why would he be before a Human Rights Commission? What would the charge against him be? Just his political views?
0: I talked to him, and he said that uh, the major um, part of the complaint is that uh, he had taken an article from WorldNet Daily and reposted it on the um, Christian Heritage Party website, and somebody took offense to that, and that's what began the whole process.
4: So he's being punished for the words of another. Amazing.
3: Um, again, the same theme keeps coming up. Now, it seems, though, that it's the conservative or people who believe in lower taxes, more freedom, less government intervention, more individual choice, who seem to be constantly under attack. Um you see it everywhere.
4: Do you, do, you, are you, do you feel that as a constant thing? I see you're yes. going to say something. <laughs> this is actually, at this point in time, this is a delicate subject mm-hmm. because right now we're getting support for freedom of speech right across the political spectrum. I mean, Penn Canada and uh, the far left of the authors, uh, they've they have got on board early and said, no, the, 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 the CHRCs are wrong, the act is wrong, freedom, freedom must come first. It's, it's right across the political spectrum. Our, our representatives who have had the courage to even speak off the record, uh, most of them do in fact support what's going on here. In the entire blogosphere, there's only two people who support Richard Warman and the CHRC that's how well it, that's a majority in Canada isn't it <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's out of the who knows how many blogs there are out there but so we're enjoying the universal support that we're getting from right, every aspect of society and we're a little bit loath at this time to, to put a crack in that support by bringing up the truth that you just have that the direction of these suits these uh Libel suits, the slap suits, the direction of the uh, of the complaints themselves are apparent to anybody who looks at it at all. Yeah, they I start are soo- initiated okay. by the left on the right.
3: Right. And that sounds, starts sounding a little bit like a conspiracy uh,
4: I don't think it's case really case, a, a conspiracy. Sense. I think it's just a way of thinking. Uh, Connie and I, if you go around the internet, you would not believe the the things that have been written about us. I mean, if we were the kind of people who wanted to defile suit and slander, etc., uh, we could spend the rest of our lives oh, winning cases, I know easily winning cases on things that have been written about us. But because of our princi- principles, we won't do that. But not everybody holds our principles. And uh, there's a lot of people who will ju- would jump at ev- any chance to do that, and we're seeing it. And it, it's very one-sided. There has been... Complaints launched against leftist websites. Not one has ever gone through.
3: Interesting. We have a call on the line again. Uh, let's put the caller through, Sarah. Good morning.
1: Morning. Um, I'm just wondering if all the political parties say that they represent free speech. Why have they? Why are they letting the commission do this? It is a government body still. So why is the government not intervening?
4: Political fear and cowardice, I would say. Think of. Keith Martin was the first MP, a liberal, with the courage to step forward and say, no, this is wrong. And he did what he could, was to begin a motion to, uh, to delete uh, Section 13. I, I, of course, very strongly support this, this, uh, this motion. But it's almost as if what it is, it's the old politics of smear that we're just uncovering now that our political leaders are still afraid of. Imagine how a political leader coming forward and saying, okay, this is wrong. These human rights board boards must be dissolved. Wouldn't it not be natural politics for his opponents to get on and say, this guy hates human rights. At that point, politics kicks in and becomes more important than principle. And... and People who would, on, on one hand, say, yes, I support freedom of speech. If they can see they have a, a, an opportunity to politically one-up their opponents, they'll take the opportunity rather than stand on principle. That's the reality we live with. But we, now, we are now getting at the point where our politicians, we have to lead them. Our leaders are not going to lead, lead us. We have to lead them. And that's what we're all doing right now. We, we are making it safe. For the politicians to come out and say oh I agree and I always did. Yeah, Caller are you
3: still there? Yes. I was, I, you mentioned that you said uh, all the parties say they're in favor of freedom of speech. Who was the last politician you heard say that? Because I'm hard pressed to try and recall one.
1: Uh, well okay no they don't all come out and say free speech but they all recognize that the Charter of Rights and Freedoms guarantees it and they all represent that as a good uh. thing. They, they all come out and say Canada is a free country and that's that's more what I'm getting at there.
3: Uh-huh. Well, they all say they're in favor of low taxes and yeah. taking care of us and making sure everything's okay. <laughs> but well, I, don't, I
4: don't think Mr. Layton's in favor of low taxes. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and okay. if the Charter of Rights and Freedoms protected us from this, we wouldn't be in this situation, right? Of course.
3: Well, thanks for calling, caller. Thank you. Okay. Uh, now, were you in the middle of another point just before that? No, no, no. You no you'd finish that. Uh, it, it, you're just looking at the whole uh, where I see a lot of these smear attacks come from, as you call them. I, I know you folks aren't from the London area. We've had a, we have a lot of this here in this community. Uh, we just had uh, on the front page of our London Free Press, you know, racism accusation against mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the one lonely quote right wing end quote uh, uh, <coughs> conservative on on council Van Meerbergen was attacked by uh, uh, two of the lefties, Gina Barber and and um, Judy Bryant on. Uh, calling him a racist because he used the word Japanification to talk about housing density, you know, and it became a huge, huge thing. And it's just a way of stopping the debate. Uh, There's another left person in town here, Megan Walker, who during the last by-election accused Glenn Pearson and Diane Haskett, liberal and conservative, of both being racist and sexist, you know, from the NDP. Uh, You see it from the left all the time. You don't really see these kind of accusations. I can't think of any is there is there an exception you know of where maybe somebody that's sort of right wingish is attacking somebody on the left and telling them to shut up no i can't think of one either it, it, yeah one word no okay listen we'll take a quick break right now and we come back we'll talk about some of the techniques that the uh, commission is using to catch you out there
4: we love to complain we have a civil liberties union they used to fight for incredible things for civil rights in the sixties and the seventies you should see some of the battles they fight now i read in the paper the other day they were fighting minimum height and weight requirements for cops across the country like in los angeles it was a law the cops had to be five feet tall as a minimum that's pretty reasonable isn't it for a cop five feet and they're fighting it because they say it's racist and sexist Against who? Midget? Pygmy? Elf? Children? If you're three feet tall,
1: you can't be a cop. Too bad. Do something else. Learn to ride a racehorse. I don't care.
4: I don't want a three foot tall cop running around blowing his little whistle and jumping up and down with his little nightstick looking like a circus act broke out in the middle of a crime scene. I mean, uh...
1: Doing today? Good, good. So my name is Sylvain Larocque. I'm uh, Swedish. <laughs> I'm six feet six inches tall. I have green eyes, a gorgeous muscular body, and a full head of curly blonde hair.
3: On the internet. Yeah, on the internet, we all look really good, don't we? <laughs> Isn't that so true? You could be anybody on the internet, couldn't you? You can hide your identity fairly well, and unless somebody wants to spend some time and effort tracing down all the various links and connections, it would—you know—it'd have to be time-consuming. Um, some of this came up last at last night's meeting at the Crouch Library there, how uh, Canadian Human Rights Commission operators do their jobs. You want to tell us a couple stories that you're aware of, and things that might have even happened to you. Well,
0: that was uh, one of the significant things about the March 25th uh, Lemire hearing in Ottawa. Um, They actually were able to get a CHRC investigator on the stand and start asking him some of the questions about the procedures that they've used. And it turns out that um, several people in the commission were using... um, an identity called Jade War, which stands for Jade Warrior, I guess a character from a science fiction book or something, and uh, actually signing up on the internet and making comments, interacting with people, and uh, kind of encouraging them to say things that would be a breach of the Canadian Human Rights Act and uh, it, it wasn't just him, there have been other people who have done the same thing. Um, Richard Warman has had several identities on different websites, uh, posted some, some things that were um, the Canadian Human Rights Commission has said were probably a, a breach of Section 13 in themselves, um, in an attempt to get people to, to say things that were crossing the line. Um, there have also been police officers and, and other people, um, <laughs> I think that if you go to a typical far-right website, uh, the chances are probably 50% of the people posting there are there with some ulterior motive to try to entrap people.
4: (laughs) Oh, yes, like the Freedom site, not our site, but a site called the Freedom site uh, Mm -hmm. that uh, Mark Lemire was running, I believe, that was the source of actually the complaint against Lemire. at the time of the complaint, or the time in the time frame, I think it was two thousand and three or something. Uh, Mister Lemire's site was only getting about six visitors a day, and it is very likely that half of those visitors were CHRC operatives. They they, they, had, they were accounting it, for fifty percent of so, the traffic.
3: It's so funny when I when I hear stats on these. What a small number of people we're often dealing with, even in terms of who are considered the hate mongers. You get them, put them all together in one room, and
4: you know, have yeah, got 12 Dominion, people. <laughs> Free Dominion isn't the biggest site in the yeah. world, but we're getting between 2,500 and 3,000 unique visitors a day.
3: That, that's amazing. That,
4: now, that's a, compared to six. Yes. It, 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 they are, they have, the CHRC has been taking away our rights a, on a massive scale, and, for, and justification has been, well, six people, probably three of them who were operatives, once went to a website. So, that's enough justification, that's proof that our rights should be taken from us.
0: The interesting thing that that also came up in the hearing was that there is no communication between the police operatives and and the volunteers or or complaints or whatever and and the CHRC investigators who are going on and, and making these posts and the point was made. How do you know that when you're investigating somebody, you're not investigating somebody who's, who's on there to, to try to investigate the site to begin <laughs> with? <laughs> who, I've seen a lot
3: of comedy shows based on that oh, very theme. Oh, totally.
0: <laughs> it's, it's happening on a massive scale yeah. there.
4: It's unbelievable.
0: There was one case called uh, Warman versus Warman, um, Richard Warman <laughs> <laughs> versus versus uh, I think his name was Eldon oh, Warman. This, this would
3: be funny if and it wasn't for all the tax money. I know.
0: Oh yes, but uh, the they mentioned the case Warman versus Warman, and and uh, Barbara Kalashka, who was uh, Mark Lemire's lawyer, made a crack about how it wouldn't be surprising if uh, <laughs> if it was actually Richard Warman versus himself because they have so many fake names out there.
4: One ID suing the other.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. Th- that now, of course. Now the CHRC complaint has been dropped against yes. you. your problems aren't over. Nope. not how by come? A long shot. And <laughs> why you continue? You, you, you know, I would have thought, okay, job done. Well, that's and, how we felt. We yeah. were
4: we were feeling the. The glow of victory, we had made the, the evil villains back down, and we had done it in publicly, and we were feeling pretty darn good about how life was going for about three weeks. That's about as long as they let you win yeah. if you're <laughs> fighting a state. Yeah. And, and, and then civil, the, the slap suits began, began to come in. when the, the, the CHRC, you have to understand, we have 1.1 million posts at Free Dominion. If we were a hate site, it would be very hard to pick up a couple of thousand of them, and say, "Look, these people are villains." The CHRC has us under a microscope, and they've never been able to do it. So they backed off. They they know that they can't get us for mm-hmm. hate because we're not a hate site. We're a, a political discussion site.
3: Sure. So how come you got a problem now? Well, Which, what, is, what
4: is a slap suit? What is that?
0: Uh, Strategic litigation against public participation. Um, basically... They're not
4: trying to win the suit. Oh.
0: Yeah, what it is is it's a form of intimidation, and, and it's used usually for political reasons um, where somebody launches a defamation suit and tries to discourage people from talking about certain things.
4: Yeah, suit over anything. It's not The point of a slap suit is not to win the suit. The it's point is to tie up and break the person who's been complained against. And stop all discussion and, and, on it. And something. if he's yes. so tied, either stop discussion about it specifically or tie him so up so much with lawyers and courts that he doesn't have time to pursue whatever political agenda the slapper is trying to stop.
3: So you have one of these, or more than one of these suits on? Three, uh, three of them. Three now. of them at last count. <laughs> Warren Kinsella got on
4: board, too, on the last one. So all by the same person? Or? Well, three by Richard Warman, and the the third from Richard Warman is a joint suit uh, but with him and Warren Kinsella
0: What
3: can they possibly be suing you for?
0: Well, it was really interesting, because when we got on Freedom Union and announced that the CHRC complaint had been dropped... Suddenly we we ended up with some some people on there that had kind of come out of the blue and were saying things that were new sort members. of over the top new members and uh we had never heard of Richard Warman before his his name had never crossed our radar yeah. and uh suddenly this person comes on and and starts writing stuff about uh about Richard Warman and and mostly posting articles and stuff from other sites and uh so he contacted us and said, uh, mm-hmm. "Yeah, e- by email, and said this. This person has said this about me, and we investigated. And, and the person had, in the in the meantime, been banned because they they just seemed to be really over sure. the top. And so the first bunch of complaints uh, or posts that he was complaining about, we we just deleted because the person was gone anyway." But it was less than a week later that some other new person was on there reposting essentially the same thing, and it was at that point.
3: It wasn't Jade Warrior? Eh? <laughs> well, you we know, don't know.
0: We, we we don't know who we don't it was, know. but it, it, it is kind of funny yeah. that it that happened the way it did. A new member
4: comes in, posts a bunch of articles, Richard Warman complains about him. We take him down. Another movement mm-hmm. member comes in, posts a bunch of the same articles, and he sues us. Kind of looks like a setup.
0: Especially when the first note of, notice of intent to sue that we got, um, all but one of the posts that were complained about were about well, by one person
3: who had just signed up, who
0: had, had just signed up shortly you know, before. know, it's
3: amazing. We've only got a couple minutes left in the show, so I don't know what the lesson here is today. Hey, folks, if you want to really harass your neighbor, just file a human rights complaint. Maybe that's There's what good some money to be that's, made. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people were frustrated at the meeting last night about what to do. You know, what would be, what do you think is the fastest thing that you could tell people to do if they're concerned about these kinds of issues?
0: Get the word out. The word it's out. it's spreading like crazy yes. on the Internet. People are, are getting it. They're understanding it. But it's really, really hard to communicate to people who aren't online all the time. So so for the people who are online to go and uh, visit Free Dominion, visit... Uh, um, stein online mm-hmm. um, some of the blogs that there small dead animals 5 feet of fury call into I'll,
4: radio shows
0: yeah and and print off the stuff and, and get it to people and, and don't let forget them know just right media.
3: Dot org as well mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, Listen, right. that's right I know you folks need money for help and some of your lawsuits and that you're collecting money. where where can people send a donation or help if uh, if they care to help out
0: There is a donate button on, right on, on, the the on the site okay, so, so you if you to go to the, the site, site it'll be right there in front of you
3: Excellent well, I want to thank both of you for uh, joining us today. That hour just blew right by. It wasn't long enough. It wasn't long enough. I know we just touched on the surface. Uh, last night's meeting went on past the two-hour point. We were there till another half hour. With the place was house. all closed uh-huh. up, yeah, and people were still asking questions. I think we could have gone for hours and hours, and I'm sure we'll have you back. hope you update us again at some time in the future. Uh, well, thank you very much. You've been listening to Just Right, and we've had... Mark and Connie Fournier with us today and I'm glad you joined us and we hope to see you again sometime in the future. So that's it for today folks. Make sure you join us again next week on our journey in the right direction. Until then, be right, do right, act right, think right, and stay right. Take care.
1: Moved out to Vancouver. and am trying to get used to the big city there. I have the nosy next-door neighbor trouble. Do you have that trouble, the nosy next-door neighbor? You know, every time you're looking over there, they're looking back. <laughs> Hate those people, boy.